the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman, and welcome to Iron Real Estate. We are the only show on talk radio that's all about real estate and all the many things that have to do with real estate. And, of course, I hope you'll listen to our show before. I think it's about eight or nine years that we've been on. Um, Is it just eight? Jerry? I don't know. Time Is it just eight? It, feels it like might flies. be ten. It could be twelve. For all I know, I was a child when I started. Uh, okay? Uh, and if you... Like- if you listen to our show, you would know that practically everything in life today in some way is connected to real estate, and everyone talks about it, whether they have a $20 million house or they have a $200,000 house, and wherever you go, whatever party you go, everybody wants to crowd around you and find out what's hot, what's in Everybody's real estate. favorite subject. Yes, and I'm like, okay, please. Can we talk about something else? <laughs> okay, no, then I'll say, okay, let's talk about politics and the rule yeah. will clear or start fighting, and we'll get <laughs> off my case. Anyhow, my co-host, Jerry Feeney, who uh, we both started at the same time. Uh, how many Good years morning. ago was that? <laughs> okay. lost track. Yes. <laughs> and Jerry is a prominent real estate attorney in New York City. He is the best, and he is with us, as always, to answer any questions about legal matters in the world of real estate. I encourage our listeners who have legal issues, large or small, to call in for some smart advice by one of, I say, the top real estate attorney in the city. And as I said before, I use him. Uh, You can reach Jerry at 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Also, our brilliant my protege, mortgage and financial expert, Ace 102 Parp, is with us today. And Ace is the executive vice president of Citizens Bank. And if you have any questions about financing, refinancing, whether you should lock in a mortgage rate, if you have student loans and you need to refinance them, anything you need, okay, any advice you need, Ace at Citizens Bank will answer your questions about financing and give you advice on getting a mortgage or home equity loan. And you can call him again at 866-970-9622. And by the way, okay, you could ask him anything, okay? And if he will get to you wherever you are. Good morning, Daddy. Good morning, Jerry. Good, Good morning. morning. <clears throat> anything, really? Any- <laughs> no, don't do all that. The don't do that. <laughs> He's also well, nice I guess guy. when you're getting a mortgage and you have to give you credit, you might have to... Pl- Talk about some personal things. 
okay? If that uh, extra property that you're, you know, if you have the extra apartment that somebody's hanging out in, you're going to have to disclose it. Uh, but as I said, the one thing wonderful, not the one thing, everything is wonderful about Citibank, Citizens Bank, but Citizens Bank is a big bank, but yet it still maintains its ma-pa feeling and it treats people like individuals. And, you know, I deal with a lot of banks, and there's a lot of good banks. I don't want to say there's not. But I like when I feel that someone takes an interest in it personally and looks at my situation. Because as I told you before, you can't cookie-cutter the business. And when you read the papers, they give you some broad strokes. But everything is individual based on your age, based on your risk tolerance, based on um, your finances, and what your goals are. And when you work with Citizens Bank and ACE, they really spend that time to first find out what your needs are. Because some advice is good for one person and not good for somebody else. One size doesn't fit all, Dottie. Exactly. That's words to my heart. Now, did you know that the home of the Phillies baseball team in Philadelphia is known as the Citizens Bank Ballpark? Yeah. Well, I didn't. Did you know that, Jerry? Don't ask me a sports question. <laughs> okay. I mean, All right. I, I knew. A good bet is I don't know. I was but, just saying you yeah. could have seen he's so honest because he okay. could have said, oh, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Of yeah, course, Daddy. What do you think? Of course <laughs> I knew. Um, but anyhow, it's, it is one of the most beautiful stadiums in the country with spectacular views. And at every game, there are Citizens Bank bankers. Um, these are all-star bankers, courtesy of City C- Citizens Bank, in every game to provide guests with a actual memorable experience, passing out special treats and mm. surprising fans with hosts of great gifts and ideas and information to ensure that a trip to Citizens Bank Park is the best experience in baseball. Now, those little extra touches really mean yeah. a lot. Trust me, I know yeah. that. You know, today we're in a world where everything's email, text, social media. And, you know, when somebody does something a little special or a little different or takes a little personal interest, it makes people happy. Okay? They don't feel like the masses. Yeah. I do know this about baseball. I was watching a documentary about uh, physics, and it said that when it's humid, the ball goes further. Did you know this? Uh, so one of the stadiums would, when the home team was playing, they would turn off the air conditioning in the stadium to get it a little bit more humid. And it actually, physics shows that it, the ball goes further. I thought, well, that's clever. Yeah. Who knew that? You know? mm-hmm. See? Who would have thought by turning the temperature? So I know that much about Do you guys know that it's March Madness right now? Oh, yeah, right, College right, brackets. Yeah, yeah, brackets. Yeah. It's yeah. almost to the end. I mean, how? what What are we in now? We're in the uh, second round now, so. Oh, is that it? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. But it's exciting. How, how are you doing, Ace? Are you winning? I am. Uh, I have a couple of uh, bracket busters. So, <laughs> oh, okay, all right, we'll see. Okay, so just remember, Citizens is your best experience in mortgage and loans and financing, and you can hit a home run right now online at citizensbank.com or give them a ring at eight 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 six zero five zero four eight 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 six zero five zero four eight or call Ray's. You know, you can call right now at mm-hmm. 866-970-9622. It's even better, Dottie. Call right now. Yeah. You can follow <laughs> us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Uh, you can follow. You can send your questions to Element, radio show at element.com. But I, I think somehow if you've been sending it there, 
the person that was handling it moved to a different place, and so you might not have had any results. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just try that again. I've, I've taken care of that. Somebody uh, let us know that they didn't get answers. And you, or you can find me at dottieherman.com. At 11 o'clock, and we're so excited about this, at 11 o'clock, we're being joined by Bernie Carrick, who most of you will remember was the 40th police commissioner of New York City under Mayor Rudolph Giuliani on August 21 in the year 2000. He became a national hero for his stewardship of the police department in the aftermath of September 11th and the 2001 attacks on the World Trade Center. And he was awarded the prestigious Medal of Valor. He is also the New York Times bestseller and chilling novel called The Grave Above the Grave about Mm. looming threats of another orchestrated attack on America. I really don't need to hear that, really, but... (laughs) Okay. If you have any questions for Police Commissioner Carrick, please give us a ring, 866-970-9622. But you won't want to miss him, and he'll be on right after the 11 o'clock news, so make sure you stay tuned. Um, he's a legend. He wrote some books. Uh, he did jail time, and he's going to tell you mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's really an interesting, and he got us through 9-11, which sometimes I think it's still surreal. Um, if you have any questions, obviously, 866-970-9622. I always tell you what's happened on this day in history. So something very important happened in apartment building living. In 1857, so that was a while ago, mm-hmm. Alicia Otis installed his oh his first elevator. Remember Otis Elevators? Yeah, the mm-hmm. Otis Elevator Company. Yeah. Sure. Right. On 4, 4, at 488 Broadway in New York City. So I guess there was no elevators still then. I hope you didn't have a hard condition because you'd have to go up a lot of flights. Well, it was a limitation as to how high they could go. It was really, really did revolutionize things. And by the end of the century, people would no longer have to live on lower floors to get their apartments without climbing 10 flights. I think people did have walk-ups that they didn't have money. They had to get these kind of walk-ups that they had to go up. But it's good exercise, I guess. Um... If today is your birthday and you're in Aries and you share your birthday with mommy dearest Joan Crawford. And I'll never forget, my daughter and I were sitting watching the movie, (laughs) and I said to my daughter, please (laughs) never write a book. (laughs) Just promise me you'll never write a book. Uh, (laughs) What would we call it? Dottie dearest? (laughs) Dottie dearest. (laughs) I love these girls. These these movie stars that write books about their father, their mother. I'm like, you know what? Let it go. Anyhow, Joan Crawford, who was born today in 1905. Wow. Well, she's the, not as old, well, I mean, that's not as long as I thought it was. Well, it's that's, it's up there. Okay. You know, it, it really ruined, uh, it really harmed Faye Dunaway's career for playing that part. They really blackballed her in Hollywood because a lot of people were upset that she played it. Mm. And she really got defined by that role. And apparently, if you say to her, if you, talk, if you run into her and you say to her anything about Bobby Deere, she gets very angry. Somebody told me that. She hates being... Uh, but she know, was good in it. Oh, she was fabulous. She was yeah. fabulous. She really, really played Joan Crawford well. Yeah, she did. And yeah. by the way, if you're an Aries or, you know, if you are an Aries, the best love matches for Aries are Gemini's. Gemini's. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 But they're like oil no. and water with okay. Capricorns. So. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. I'd stay away from Capricorns. <laughs> okay? Now, um, Ace, you'll probably know because I have been wrong. I mean, the, the rates are going up. They're not going up. They're going up. They're not going up. And I just read, Ace, tell me if you heard the yeah. same thing. The Fed's decided, the big news is they decided to keep interest rates unchanged and no more signals are no more increases likely this year. For the rest of the year. So those of you who are out there looking for a home and those of you who are selling it, because remember, somebody has more buying power when the interest rates are lower. And so therefore, you can ask more money when the interest rates rise. Um, and their payments are going to go up, you get less. So if you're thinking of selling your home now, don't wait. If yes. you're not thinking of don't do it for the interest rates. But if you're thinking of selling your home in the next year or so, um, I would do it in the next year because we have great interest rates. Yeah. Um, inter- as I said, interest rates uh, increases could be on hold. Well, indefinitely. So that's what Jerome Powell said at a conference. But I, I don't know. I don't... I just can't imagine them being indefinitely, but I've been wrong before on the interest rates. The central bank also said that May it would slow the pace at which it's shrinking its $4 trillion asset portfolio and end the runoff of its treasury holdings at the end of September. The U.S. economy is good, and it's a good place we'll see our monetary policy tools to be kept there. So all things are good. Ace, what are the interest rates? Right now, 30-year fixed, we're hovering right around 4.5%, 4.375 for a jumbo mortgage. Anything greater than 625000 will be right around 3.875. So. And by the way, I know we don't talk about it a lot in the show, but if you are under a certain price, what is it, 625 Yeah, 625 If you're under 625 and I know the brokers don't always say this, uh, but an FHA loan, you have to – you can – it's down. That's at four oh six for yeah. a thirty year. As low as three and a half percent down too. Yeah, so. and people really don't even think about them because they don't know much about them. There's federally insured mortgages, and you can get away with a little bad. Your credit could be a little not. It could be worse, and you could still yeah. get a mortgage, and you can put as little as how much down? Three and a half percent. Yeah, and don't forget if you were a veteran, you can put zero down. Okay, so just remember. Oh, I just read a report. Paris, Hong Kong, and Singapore, priciest cities in the world. Okay? Yeah, Paris, apparently. Paris. Is crazy to buy an apartment. Uh, what do you think? So that's one, two, and three. And mm. New York, so don't complain about how expensive New York is because it's, it's really a number six. Yeah, so if you're bargain. from Paris or Hong Kong, New York's a bargain. Okay? <laughs> a bargain. Um Japan's number five, and South Korea at seven. So even though the prices seem high compared to some of the other places, they're not. Um, Again, as I told you last week, Jerry and I want to become like these survey takers that we just make up the survey. I don't know where they get them, but we compile data, we come up with surveys. But there's a new study from Bankrate which evaluates how the 50 biggest metro areas stack up for first-time home buyers. So California is the state where new home purchases are most likely to feel buyer's remorse. How would they know that? I really don't know. I guess they polled people and said, do you feel buyer's remorse? And more people from California said yes. Okay, I really don't know. But but 
But by the way, who cares? I mean, I just don't understand what the point of it is. I don't know. know. Well, with six out of ten of the bottom cities hailing from that. You know what? I don't know, but I told you, some of the stuff I tell you at a party will sound smart like you know a lot. I guess so. (laughs) There's overlooked cities that have great qualities, such as strong cultures and job markets, and uh, they might be worth another look. So as a result, okay, here's what they found. I shouldn't really start with 10 because I don't want to go through the 10. The city that landed on the top of the list and set itself apart with its affordability, because they look at affordability, they look at safety, um, was num- was Pittsburgh. I'm so- sorry, wait a minute. Pittsburgh. This is the one that people are least likely to have buyer's remorse, is that it? No, it was affordability oh. and safety. Um, oh, oh, California okay. was the worst place, was one of the worst places to move mm-hmm. if you're looking to buy your first home. It's expensive. Okay. okay. So Pittsburgh was the best so for the well, best because affordability. affordability. Yeah, they take in all those factors, cultures, affordability. Mm-hmm. And if you're a first-time buyer, let's face it, California, like especially Beverly Hills and area in San Francisco, it's pricey. So... Um, yeah, but the thing is, then you have to live in Pittsburgh. And the second I'm place was, well, this is Raleigh, <laughs> North Carolina. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, people move there. Third was Oklahoma City. But I'll just tell you that. Oklahoma City. All right, well, we're not going there. I don't know what's in Oklahoma City. No, but I do hear North Carolina is really nice. <laughs> yeah, it is, and people do move there. Everybody I know that moved out of North Carolina moved back. That's I all I can well. tell you. They all moved there. Well, like, what oh, it's great. Well, Buffalo, Buffalo, back. Buffalo yeah. New York is on this list. So. Get out of here. <laughs> Buffalo, New York. Have they been to Buffalo, New York? Jerry, what do I yes. tell you? I tell everybody and I tell our listeners, we you should. need to try a place, rent oh, yeah. first, Absolutely. before you decide to just move and yeah. live there. Yeah. Okay? Uh, but mean, You know, I don't mean to tease these places because some of them really are. You know, like I've been to Syracuse recently, and it's got a little vibe going on now. And even upstate places like Troy. But, you know, you got to you gotta go and live there, as Dottie said. I mean, they're just, they're not, you know, they're just not in New York City. But what came in number four was Hartford, Connecticut. Connecticut's been having a rough time. Yeah. Hartford's not where I would choose. So Hartford, but it's but again, <laughs> you, you know, obviously you have to be able to get a job there, okay? Yeah, yeah. So that comes into play. But you know, if you, you know, people leave sometimes not because they want to, sometimes because they need to find a place that they can live in. And like I said, you know, everything's a choice in life. Do you want to live in the city in a one-bedroom mm-hmm, apartment yeah. for like four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars? And then you could move to a suburb and get for four or five hundred thousand a huge house. Not a huge. It's a fairly yeah. nice size house. Okay. Do you want to commute? It really depends on your personal needs. So some people rather have house. Some people rather have location. Yeah. But just in case you're looking, and there are a lot of New Yorkers. New York had a big exodus um, because they couldn't. Avoid, it's affordability. It's expensive to live here, and that's why I say. Keep the taxes. You know, we ha- we're taxed. I think we're the highest tax state in the country. Yeah, we usually yeah. win that one. So we, we should do win. our own. Number. We win number one. We should so, do our own list every week, Dottie. We'll just make we'll just make <laughs> a survey. You know, Jerry, we, we and, could be famous. And we'll get published all over the place. We'll send it out with yeah. new releases. Nobody ever asks, you know. And they'll never check it because how are they yeah. going to check it? Oh, well, we interviewed ten people. And yeah. We asked, and we go, Here's the I think that's a good idea. Now, the world's most expensive cities, and this is by um, Bloomberg. Uh huh. I guess it was Singapore, but... Um, Singapore is notoriously expensive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zero, 
and Geneva rounded out in the top five, while New York and Los Angeles reclaimed spot in the number 10 ranking. Okay. In 7th and 10th, and after slipping, okay, um, well, they slipped, okay? They were higher. I'm surprised L.A. makes the top 10 in the world. No, no, it's, okay. Japanese city, is it Osaka? Was another re-entry moving up to 6th? Okay. Copenhagen 7th. Uh-huh. Tel Aviv 10th. So listen, New York's still, you know. It's a bargain. It's a bargain. And that's why a lot of people coming from other places say, you know what? This is not a bad deal. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. Uh, you're, we're, I'm here in the studio with my legal eagle, Jerry Feeney, my financial wizard, Ace One Two Parp, and myself, my real estate expert. And um, don't forget, at 11th hour, we'll have Bernie Cat. Carrig, the ex-police commissioner that was the police commissioner during 9-11, and uh, he has written a book uh, about that and about jails, and you, he's just one of the most interesting men I know, and you're going to want to hear his story and, and what's going on with him. Uh, I wanted to talk just five minutes about because I think you should think about it because it's going to come up, and by the way, if you have a question and you're online, I'll take it in a second. Uh this congestion, congestion prices, and if you remember, I talked last week and I said, well, if the mayor, I mean, if the um, governor doesn't get congestion pricing passed, he's going to put a Pierre tax, Pierre Terre tax on apartments that are not people that don't live in there full time. Uh, so this is the reason that they need to do this. And I, you know. The, the the subway is cash-dropped. I mean, it's really a mess. And the bus system needs funding and fast. You know, and mass transit and all that in New York City is a must. So the Cuomo administration's plan is to introduce, I just will explain to you what it is, a toll to drive into the central business district of Manhattan. And this would be from south of 61st Street, okay, and that could generate $1 billion a year, funding a $15 billion bond issue solely, and that would all go the MTA's capital plan. The city does not have the money to do it, so they're looking at ways. This is not to mention the tremendous environmental impact the plan would have, reducing traffic on busy streets and broadly increasing the quality of life for all New Yorkers, especially those outside Manhattan who rely on transit the most. Well, if you rely on transit, you know it's a mess. But if you're in Manhattan, you really know that getting from one place to the other could be or take longer than the suburbs or driving from the suburbs or Queens or Westchester. And then, of course, it's really nice in the summer to have the benches and the little tables out in the middle of the streets of the city. There's no room for them. And if you want to keep them, get rid of those stupid bikes. Okay? <laughs> Wait, there's no room for them. All right? I'm sorry. Listen. Uh, in San Francisco, stupid, when the but... weather is nice all year, I get it. Okay? 
But you know what? They're in the middle of the streets. There's no there's no room for cars <clears throat> well, anymore. Well, I think that they need to um, enforce their rules a little bit more. I do think that the bikers tend to be a little entitled in the city when they're on the streets. And yeah. let them get a, a license, okay? Yeah, or something. Get these bikers. Yeah. Court, I, they don't know what they're doing, so let them have to take a test or something. And they're angry. They, they're, they're, they're very, very angry. They're very annoyed at people yeah. in cars. Well, I can it's tell like, you well, this. You know, sorry, <laughs> I, grew, but, <laughs> I grew up riding a bike. I'm a good uh-huh. bike rider. There's <laughs> no way I would ride a bike in New York oh, City. Yeah, I would yeah. risk my life. And then these tourists come in and they rent the uh, oh, bikes please. and they, they have no helmets. Yeah. And I mean, they have no idea. But, you know, I'm in favor of the congestion pricing. As long as that, that ends this thing and they do it for real and they stop this nonsense about the Pied-a-Terre tax. I have no problem with paying a surcharge. Well, that no, that, that to, that's to, what the, that's to, what the yeah. Cuomo said. The Pierre Tier tax is only if he can't get this through. And indeed, cities across the world, from Singapore, mm-hmm. Stockholm, have seen the value of congestion pricing and have implemented their own variant. You know the yeah. different things the plan in London, which I, I I go to pretty much every year. Uh, congestion pricing has improved mass transit. Reduced traffic congestion by fifteen percent and lowered greenhouse gas emissions mm-hmm. by twenty. Well, as I said, Rome's been doing it for two thousand well, years. Well, yes, so, and yeah. in Rome, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. weird. You'll see every morning, you'll see these ladies uh, with skirts on riding bicycles yeah. into Rome, and or the mopeds, men with suits yeah. on their mopeds. Yeah. Because if you're, I'm not mistaken, first of all, it's hard to get apartment in Rome, but if it's expensive, yeah. and if you don't have an apartment in Rome. Yeah. You can't park your car there. And, the tra- and let me tell you, the traffic, the traffic is not bad is during just, the day. Yeah. It's, it's but the difference is the it's nicer yeah. weather there, I think, well, you know, than yeah. it is. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. It's freezing to be riding, but whatever. So that, I just want you to know what that is about. And can they also uh, can they also fix the potholes while they're at it? I mean, if they're going to do this and they're going to uh, charge oh, an extra please. fee, I, 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 can I, they fix these <laughs> potholes that people like? Jerry's been talking it. about potholes for years. I'm going to just run for mayor on just that. That's, That's it. it. That's all I'm going to do, it. and I'll get elected. You'll I have my vote. I guarantee it. Yeah, no, right? I really feel like going to throw up. Yeah. No driving is, you know, you look. Uh, it's just a bump. It's also, I mean, it's also embarrassing. And I got to tell I mean, you something. It's embarrassing. Else. This is the please. greatest city in the world. I don't think they're going to do anything about it. I live in the city, and I, especially on sun, uh, Saturdays when I drive to the studio, which mm-hmm. there's not as much traffic, so you really see the city. It's dirty. it's dirty. And I go to any other city, and it's clean. And part of it is the people here. Don't throw your trash in the streets. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Okay, now I will tell you my uh, favorite de Blasio, which I never get political, but sorry, de Blasio. Well, you haven't done a good job. He's fun. reduced the number of garbage pails, okay? Yeah, that's a good and gar- idea. So this yeah. way he can save yeah, money on the sanitation. Yeah. Yeah, and because the the, the, then the sanitation has less stops. Yeah. But the garbage overflows all yeah. over the place. Why don't we get rid of all of them, and then they wouldn't have to pay That's to true. remove them at all. That's a good idea. And we'll idea. just pile it all up on every corner. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, really, honestly, the, where, where do they come up with these ideas? Well, where? I have no clue, but that's why I say. I don't know. <laughs> but listen, we also have to take pride in our city. Okay, you know, I, I, you know, and I, I just want, I look at other places when I travel, and I, they're just immaculate. I was driving up the West Side Highway today, and I saw somebody throw litter. You know, they were walking, they just threw it on the ground, and you know, I thought, oh, that's sad that people do that. It's sad that, mm-hmm. that they don't care enough well, about the city. Well, Ace and we uh, all love this city, and you know, just just hold on to it and put it in a trash have, can. Have you know, if you can product. find one. Yeah. You know. Otherwise, I guess the three of us here will yeah. have to be the litter bug squad and exactly. give tickets out. 
That's we, you run around and shame people. You know, like just, they do on Game of Thrones. send them to Singapore. So they can, <laughs> oh, Singapore. They can get and, uh, yeah, you get whipped. Whipped. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Let me take uh, a quick question from Mimi from Newark. Hi, Mimi. We, Mimi. I'm from New Jersey. Oh, I have the wrong thing. I'm sorry. New Jersey. It's okay. Hi, Dottie. I listen to your show all the time. It's very, very informative. Thank you. Thank you. I have a, uh, I have a question regarding a 1031 exchange. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I have a two-family home. It's a rental. And I'm thinking of doing a 1031 and buying two condos. Uh-huh. So I know that there are certain rules that I need to follow, mm-hmm. but my main question is, say after I buy these condos and I rent them for a while, uh, and and then I decide to sell them down the road, say, mm-hmm. say five years down the road, I would be selling them, does, at that point, does the capital gain that I rolled over from the first mm-hmm. Uh, property apply when I sell these? Yeah. These so, condos? The, so your question is, you're going to sell something to a 1031-like kind of exchange, buy two yes. other properties, and your question is, when you sell those two other properties, are you going to have to pay the gain then? Right. Yes. Yeah, so... Yes. Uh, yes is the simple answer. Uh, you just post... I happen to be uh, uh, one of my two areas of expertise in the world, and you hit on one of them, which is 1031 exchange. Um, But you're absolutely right that you would have to pay the gain when you sell it. Um, Just for our listeners who don't know, 1031 exchange allows you to defer the recognition of gain and also defer the payment of depreciation recapture, which which is a higher tax rate usually. It's It's your applicable income tax rate. So if you have investment property, you're required to depreciate it. And then when you sell it, if you don't do an exchange, first dollar out is paid at the highest tax rate, which is depreciation recapture, whatever your incremental tax rate is. So you definitely want to defer if you can. Always want to defer. And, you know, the thing about 1031 exchanges, death cures it all. So when you die, you can leave it to your state, and they'll get a new basis of death, and that wipes it all out. So if you can put it in your estate plan, that's a good way to do it because then you can um, uh, avoid uh, paying the gain and. They get a new basis of death, and as long as you're under the federal estate tax threshold, you're not taxed on your estate. Right, so, or you you might, you know, people also kind of, you know, not that you know the future 100%, but if you put off a gain to a time when you think you might maybe be working less hours or you might be semi-retired, then you, you might would have a lower rate. income. Yeah. And right. So, so you know, it's a good thing to talk to your accountant about, too, because, uh, you know, people really just keep on doing it yeah. until the point where they really don't have a lot of income or they have a year, maybe they had a big loss. Yeah. So, but so maybe, you're very sophisticated. Yeah. It's a great tool, and I wish more people understood it because uh, it really does save you taxes. You call me Monday, and I'll, I'll help you with it if you need it. Yeah. How would it? Uh, hold on if, for the break. Hold, hold on, break. Mimi, for the break, and we'll finish that up. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. 
We're back, and we were talking to Mimi about uh, 1031 like-kind exchanges. And Jerry, you want to take that? Uh... Well, I think Mimi you were, uh, had a question. Yeah, I have, a, I have a second question. How would it work out if I decided to move in one of the condos at right. some point? The same thing would apply? I would so, just have to pay that portion of it? Uh, actually, no. So that's, this is an area that's um, uh, a little bit confusing. The test is that when you buy the property you must buy it with the intent to use it in productively in business trade or investment. That's the test. What you do I with see. it subsequently doesn't necessarily you know, change that, but you cannot buy it with the intent to convert it into personal use. So how does the IRS measure intent? Well, they can look at different factors. I give the example, if you buy it and try to convince the IRS it was my intent to use it in productive use in business trade or investment, and then the day after you buy it, your moving van arrives with all your personal possessions. Probably wasn't probably wasn't your intent then, you know. So intent is measured by you know subjectively by a number of factors. You can't buy it with the intent of converting it right. later, but you know things change, and sometimes an investor decides that it's no longer uh, most beneficial to their financial plan to use it uh, for investment and decides to move into it. It doesn't does not actually trigger the recognition of the gain, although logic says it probably should. It doesn't under the tax code. Uh, and you would then only pay it when you sell that property. And then you, then the test would be at the time of the sale, was it a principal residence? Was it investment property? And um, there is a there is a limit, however, when you do that, when you use the two of the last five-year principal residence. Okay, I don't want to get too bogged down in tax, mm-hmm. but you know that's the big gift that the IRS gives you, which is, when you sell a principal residence, if it was your principal residence for two of the last five years, you can exclude the first 250000 of gain or 500000 if you're a married couple filing jointly. When you do that on property that has been initially bought as a 1031 but then converted, okay, right. you must have owned the property for the full five years to take advantage of that. So it's sort of a limitation. You mm-hmm. couldn't do two years and do that. But the, right. the important thing to remember is and you can always call me on Monday. We can go through this again slower. But you always have to remember that what you buy, you must buy for the intent to hold it in productive use in business trade or investment. And what you're selling, you, you must have held in productive use in business trade or investment. So, well, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah good. But I just didn't know whether that tax would uh, yeah. apply mm-hmm. five years later. Well, if you, if you go to, when you go to sell it, it would. Yeah. Uh, unless it was, unless you had some yeah. other. That's why you really thing. kind of have to plan yeah. with ten thirty ones because mm-hmm. you kind of really yeah. once you, you you kind of keep on have to do it do it until there's a time when yeah. you don't have to pay a lot of taxes or you're retired or you have a big loss you're planning. Uh, so it's and a CPAs good thing. don't always know the answer. Yeah, but all CPAs Jerry, aren't always yeah, they as good don't. This they, they don't. Should. Yeah, they don't. So, uh, Jerry, just call Jerry. He's an expert. That's like his one of his experts. One of two. That's it. I have two in the world, yeah. and, and real estate and ten thirty one are it. After that, I'm an amateur. I have Angelo on the line, and thanks, Mimi. Um, if you need any help, call. Let Jerry. me just give you my number, Mimi two one two eight four two zero two three seven. Go ahead. Sorry, Doug. You want to say it one more time? Eight four two. Zero two three seven. That's two one two. Okay, great. Thanks, Mimi. Good luck, um, Angelo. Uh, I think you're calling for something about marijuana or something. Angelo, I have you Go on ahead, the line. Angelo. Uh, hi, I'm here. 
Okay. I'm I'm listening to the radio and the phone at the same time, and is that delay? Yeah, well, don't turn up the radio. Uh, now, the question the I want to know. Go ahead. All right. What I want to know, with this new marijuana law that they want to put in, my wife and I own a four family in Jersey City. If we don't want marijuana smoked in our building, are we being subject to a lawsuit? Because we're saying no about it when the state is saying, yes, you can. Well, two different things. First of all, um, one is the criminalization of it, and the other is your right as a landlord to um, uh, to impose rules, uh, including rules on the use of otherwise legal products, right? So let's assume that we're talking about cigarette smoking for a moment, which is legal in in, in most in all states. Um, landlords, nevertheless, have been upheld to have the right to limit the use of that legal product within their apartment under the theory that, you know, it uh, it can effervesce from one apartment to the next and then the aroma can be a nuisance to others. So the courts have held that's a reasonable restriction. So under that theory, you would have the same right to do that, even though it's a legal product, if it becomes a legal product in New Jersey. I don't know the state of the law there. Um, but you could still say, listen, smoking of, you know, any product in this four-unit building is against the house rules. You can't do it. Uh, you have to go outside. Um, and. Uh, but, Jerry. Yes. Let me throw you something. What mm-hmm. if... I want it for medicinal purposes, and I would get sick if I didn't have my well, dose five you, times a day. Yeah, so if you made a claim that uh, you have a disability and this is a reasonable accommodation, then federal law would would outweigh that, the federal law. <clears throat> so, for example, if you had uh, glaucoma or you were using it for um, uh, chemotherapy, uh, which it does alleviate some of the chemotherapy symptoms, and it was a, a therapeutic use and you were disabled, that would be different. Yeah, but it's just like you know, with with the uh, with the dogs that you know everybody has. You know, they have nervous service, animal, service, yeah, service animals. Service animals. I mean, like it's out yeah. of control. I'm bringing my mastiff on the plane. You know, he's three two hundred fifty pounds. I want to yeah. see what they say. I think a they lot better of not discriminate against him. And say no, he's too big. no, he's but adorable. In any event, he's a lap dog. Yeah, I don't think it's very clear yet. And I don't know how strict they are. I mean, I from what I know of in other states, um, and again, every state's different. It might not be that hard, okay, eventually to get a medicinal reason that you need it. Okay, well, <laughs> you might say I'm stressed out. I, I was watching something. A woman had like a delivery. If it was a state where they were delivering, and she said she had two or three kids. She said I'm stressed out. I have it like five times a day. So. Yeah. You know, as Jerry said, you can outlaw it, but if people need to take it for a medicinal reason, uh, which I don't know how, how, I don't think anybody knows really how strictly that'll be enforced uh, in in your state. Well, many of the laws are decriminalizing it entirely they without are. regard to whether it's yep. medicinal or otherwise. Yeah, but you smoking's know, not a criminal charge, but you can tell somebody you can't smoke. Right, that's what and, I said. Yeah, but, exactly. Right, you did, yeah. but that's you, you can't say, well, I'm taking... Cigarettes for medicinal for reasons, purposes. right, or yeah, therapeutic yeah. reasons. You know, I, I usually tell my landlords this. When you start to get into policing all of these things within the unit, you're, you're going to go down a road that probably you don't want to go down. I think the bigger issue is um, requiring a tenant to 
you know, um, confine the smoke to their unit, right? And there are devices, uh, vaporizers and things like that, that allow people to use the product without creating the aroma, which, you know, it's a very distinctive aroma if you've never smelled it. And, uh, but the, these devices allow, uh, people to, to use it without, without doing that. I, uh, I'm married to a Jamaican, so I I'm, have some familiarity with the <laughs> culturally. You know, you, it's not uncommon for people from that country to to use this particular product, and uh, you have to you know keep it from effervescing if you if you can. So right, but I, I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure. I think you could probably put it in, and if no one challenges it, like you know, many people will be okay with it, and many yeah. people won't. Um, and then if they do have a reason that they have to. Uh, use it, then, as I said, then you could require they buy, you know, Brooks. Uh, I, you know, I have them in my house, not because of that, just because the city, the, the, the air is dirty and I right. like clean air. Um, the and again, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of really so early in the game. At least you're in Jer- Where are you in Jersey? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's kind in of. Jersey, Jersey City. But I can find out for you. I do happen to know somebody who. Uh, it's gotten the whole thing in Jersey already. So I'll see if I can find that on next week. I'll, I'll let you know what I've heard. But I still think it's early on because mm-hmm. I just read something that New York is now having some problems. Uh, there's some uh, kinks that came up. And so it's early in the game here. And I think it's going to really depend over time. So maybe now you could get away with it. And maybe five years from now you won't. But I generally think the way of the world is it's a lot of money. And I think it's you know it's inevitable it's, that it's, it's just going to be. Stay. It's going to be legal, yeah, yeah. but I yeah. think it's Jerry, to your point, when. just containing it and yeah. putting sort of you know bylaws around it will be probably right. something in the future. Which is generally how I tell consider. people. To do All right, it. Angelo. The, but if I find that anymore, I'll let you know next week. Yeah. Okay. Is that answer your question? Uh, loyal listener. All right. Thanks, All right, Angelo. Have thanks, a great Angelo. Show. Yeah. Thank you, and have a great weekend. Okay, this is a question from a Dear Dottie question, and it said, and, and, and I guess I'll refer this to Jerry, although I could probably answer it. Uh, my co-op board is um, not liking my price that I'm selling my apartment. <laughs> Can my co-op board dictate how I have to price my apartment? <laughs> and uh, You know, this is one we hear all the time, right, Dottie? I mean, it's just... Yes. It, and it's... This one aggravates me a lot because I, I try to explain to co-op boards. And it's you know, hard to explain, especially if you don't live in New York City because the yeah. co-ops don't even make sense, yeah. but whatever. But I tell the board members, I'm like, listen, just, just take, a little, take a little read on economics, okay? You, you the co-op board, are not going to change the economic cycle of New York City and, and the world by dictating. And in fact, all you're doing, unbeknownst to you, is reducing your price. You're reducing the market value because anytime in a market you decrease liquidity by definition you're going to decrease market value and that's what you're doing is you're decreasing liquidity you're making it harder for people to sell i understand you might not like the price that the market is dictating but the market is dictating the price and if it's you know and it's one thing if somebody is mistakenly selling it for far more than it could get in the open market i get that but oftentimes Dottie, it's not that it's just that the market is not bringing the price that the members of the co-op board want because they might gonna, they, they want to sell theirs in a couple of years, and they're like, no, you, then you can't sell it. All, right, All so you're doing is making a less liquid market. Here's what I would suggest, okay? And again, with co-ops, you'll never know. But 
what happens sometimes if the price seems too low to them in their minds, and if you were living in a co-op and you were already living there, maybe planning to sell in the next five years, they're like, look, this guy took a, a low price, and that's going to hurt us when we sell it next right. year. So uh, so if property was to linger on, let, let's say the property that you're buying was lingering on for uh, so long, and maybe the price was too high. Um, but if you could get comps, I mean, to show that that's what the price was, I mean, you'd be a little better off. Uh, I, I I don't think it's legal if you can if you can prove that you're if you can prove to the co-op board that you're trying to sell it. But I've seen it happen, so I, yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how to tell you. It, but it doesn't usually happen. It usually happens when. Um, they think the price is too low. Yeah. Uh, so you'd have to come in with ammunition, uh, you know, to show you get your broker right. to give you things that sold. In terms of legality, mo- most courts, you know, uphold the co-op's decision, simply say it's the business judgment rule. We're not going to second guess it as long as it wasn't somebody, you know, who's doing it for their own personal purposes on the board. But as Dottie said, uh, you know, I would approach it. Differently, if they're if they're if they're tending to deny it based on the price, I would have the broker support the price and say, "Look, I, I understand you don't love this price, but this is what the market is doing. Let me show you comps of things that have sold. You know, this is all we're going to get for it. We're not going to get a higher price for it. So if you deny this one, you know, we're going to have to go back on the market. We're just going to get the same deal again or lower. Uh, and then sometimes you can uh, appeal to them. I think it's a very big mistake that cops make when they do this, but generally courts will uphold it." Unfortunately, yes. And speaking of co-ops, uh, another uh, another listener called in, uh, wrote in, and said, uh, and this was for the whole panel. I'm selling my co-op. There are roaches sometimes. <laughs> okay, and for the building, there's no extra charge for that. Okay, so they're included. Yeah, they're free. <laughs> and uh, the building, oh, please don't. I get. I just can't. Even, that just freaks me out. I, I, get, I really can't. I get. Uh, uh, chill out my spine just thinking about it. And uh, there are roaches sometimes, and the building sprays regu- regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Am I responsible for telling the bar if there's roaches? Uh. So, I legally know, don't know the answer to that, Jerry. <laughs> sometimes the buyer's attorney will put in a contractor rep that you know you've had Just no unusual infestation. You no, know, when you move in, you'll have friends or bed bugs. But you know, look, this is as I tell people, you know, like bed bugs and all that other stuff. You don't hear as much about bed bugs anymore, but. It's just one of the lovely pleasantries of New York City living. You can't possibly have an urban, particularly when the mayor has removed all the garbage cans, okay? You can't possibly have an urban living situation without no, our but, little friends. But his question mice. is, is he responsible to disclose that? Uh, not, not unless he's asked, and then he has to you know, be honest about it. But you don't have an affirmative obligation. It's not in the nature of a living. And then what I would do is I would tell the uh, people that manage the building, listen, I'm selling my apartment. There's a roach problem, as you know, and I'm just going to send them to you. I mean, I yeah. put yeah. pressure on them to get, I mean, who wants to live with roaches? So, uh, we are thrilled to have Bernie on, uh, Bernie Carrig, and I can't wait to have him on. He'll be right on after the 11 o'clock news. You're listening to Iron Real Estate. We'll be back right after the news. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.